Don't worry, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> but isn't it grace, by, uh, great by God's grace how He speaks to our hearts in a lot of different ways, music being one of them. Uh, especially music like you've heard this morning where the, the words are grounded in the truth of Scripture. So, blessed by that. And for that reason, anything I have to say is only going to emphasize what you've already heard through the songs that we've sung together. But I do want you to consider something with me this morning, if you would. The first song you heard the choir sing was entitled By Faith. That song talked about a faith that we have, as it said, that the Messiah has come to break the chains of sin and death and to rise triumphant from the grave. It spoke of the faith that we have to go in the power of the Spirit to preach this good news, it says, to the corners of the earth. The faith that we have in Christ, all things are possible for all who call upon His name and that our soul's reward is found in Him. By faith. Those are great words. And as you listen to that, you can probably conclude, and rightfully so, that we are people of faith. Right. We're people of faith. And oftentimes that is a label placed on people who believe in something greater than themselves. Those who believe in God are people of faith. And we live in a society who enjoys labels. We like to to segregate people in, in situations. It seems to help us to categorize them into certain groups. We segregate based on race. We have white and black and Hispanic and, and so on. We segregate based on wealth. We have a upper class, a middle class, a lower class, and more generally, the haves and the have-nots, right? Even in Christianity, we segregate into denominations, Catholic and, and Baptist and, and Church of Christ and Presbyterian and so on. And for that reason, some have suggested, let's just simplify things and categorize all humanity into one of two groups, people of faith and people of non-faith. Those who believe in something greater than themselves and and those who deny the existence of God altogether. But that's where we've gone too far. Because you see, when it comes to faith, there is no segregation. There's no such thing as someone who does not have faith. For we all believe in something. We are all people of faith. In fact, I think it takes just as much faith, maybe more, to believe that there is no God than to follow the one true God. Every human being of sound mind who has ever lived is a person of faith. That's what we have in common. It is the object of our faith that distinguishes us. And for Christians... The object of our faith is the person and work of Jesus Christ, as you've heard so beautifully communicated this morning. We believe that Jesus was God, that he walked this earth, he was born of a virgin, that he was sinless and lived a blameless life, that he came with a single purpose, and that all the miracles and everything that he did gave evidence of the authority that he had to carry out that purpose. He became one of us in order that he may redeem all of us. And despite that love he displayed, he was falsely convicted of a crime that he did not commit. And he was brutally nailed to a cross as a criminal among criminals. And on that cross he died. And his dead body 
was removed from that cross and placed in a tomb. But as he promised on the third day, that tomb was empty. He rose from the grave. And it is the resurrection, you see, that is the heartbeat of our faith. Everything we believe hinges upon this event. Even the Bible makes this same demand when it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 16. Just listen to this. It says, For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. Now listen. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are dead in your sins. It goes on to say that if this is true, then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in this Christ, this life in Christ, in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. Even the Bible says, if this doesn't happen, everything we hold to loses its power. Our faith is worthless. We have given ourselves to a false hope. And so, why is the resurrection so critically? important here's why the bible tells us that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god in other words god created us for something wonderful something incredible his very best for us and sin has prevented that from becoming reality you see sin inflicts an injury upon our soul that ultimately leads to death It's what the Bible says, the wages of sin is death. And since this is true, when we look at the events that we have talked about this morning, if Jesus doesn't overcome death, Jesus doesn't conquer sin. And if Jesus doesn't conquer sin, then our faithless worthless, because we remain in our sins and our destiny is destruction. You you see, our faith hinges on the resurrection because by conquering death, Jesus proved that He broke the power of sin. The object of our faith is Jesus because our only hope is Jesus. He did for us what we cannot do for ourselves. See, death came in the world because of sin. But listen to me. New life came in the world through Jesus Christ. Jesus changes everything. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He did something uniquely in the history of all humanity that never had been done nor ever will be done because no one was capable of accomplishing what He did in the resurrection. Sin brought condemnation and death to all mankind. But here's the good news. Jesus brought life through the resurrection from the dead, conquering the power of sin for those who put their faith and trust in Him. We're all people of faith. It's the object of our faith which distinguishes us. And as Christians, everything we believe on hinges upon the resurrection of our risen Lord Jesus Christ. You know, some people look at this and they call it blind faith. (laughs) The Bible says it is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. 
And I want to suggest to you that it is a faith that is common to all men, even as a child. In fact, do you remember when you were a child and you came to your parents for the, for the first time with a splinter in your hand, right? Your parents probably explained something to you the, to the effect of, hey, this is going to hurt when I remove this, but it will make the pain go away. And I want you to think about that from the perspective of a child because it seems kind of impossible, doesn't it? That removing a splinter, which is more painful than the splinter itself, will actually make the pain of the splinter get better. It, it seems impossible. How did we accept an explanation like that as a child? We believed it because we came to a place of faith in our parents against what seemed impossible. In other words, we trusted in someone who loved us even when we didn't fully understand. No one blames that parent for demanding that faith from that child and no one blames the child for giving it. It is a faith based on trust which is grounded in love. And that, my friends, is the Christian faith. It is our decision to come to God with the pain of sin that we cannot remove on our own. That destructive pattern in our life that only intensifies when we try to do something about it in our own strength. Kind of like that child trying to get that splinter out on their own and typically they only make it worse, don't they? We have to come to a place where we believe what God said is true. That what Jesus did on the cross was the ultimate demonstration of his love. And as painful as it was, it was the payment necessary for the forgiveness of sins. His death and resurrection, giving us new life, seems possible, but we believe it based on faith, grounded in love. What grace of God to bring us to that place of childlike faith and embrace us in his loving arms. By grace you've been saved through faith. What a simple faith in the embrace of amazing grace. Let me pray for us. God, we are so grateful for the truth of your word. For what we celebrate today and we should carry with us every day. The death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and the life that we have in him. I pray, Father that each of us understands and considers anew this morning the life that we have in you. We're all people of faith. It's the object of our faith that matters. And as the object of our faith as Christians, Jesus Christ, we understand our only hope is in you. May we have our life changed because we've put our trust in you. We pray this in your name. Amen.